Hello Patriots. Welcome back to Survival Defense Tactics. Helping you take care of yourself so others won't have to. Don't forget you can go to anchor.fm, sign up for listener support if you choose. You can also give a little feedback, send messages on what you thought about an episode or if you had questions. Don't forget to go to YouTube, uh, like and share the channel if you uh, find it interesting. Today's topic, what to prepare for. Now this is kind of a long drawn out argument that can be reduced down basically into one page of notes. At least that's the way I see it. Right now, mainstream media portrays us as nuts waiting on World War III or like an alien invasion. This isn't true at all. In fact, it couldn't be further from the truth if we tried. In reality, we are more than likely preparing for the following scenarios. Like a power outage from an ice storm that makes roads impassable, preventing us from doing our normal shopping. Now, not only just shopping for like groceries and clothing and whatnot as far as that goes, but what about going to the pharmacy to pick up important medications? What about going to the doctors for doctor's visits? Cancer treatments. I mean, just dialysis, you name it. There's an entire, entire encyclopedia of reasons why we are used to getting out of the house and going and doing things. Not all of it's fun and games. Some of it is actual, you know, necessity. Another thing that we can be preparing for is tornadoes. Very similar to an ice storm. Uh, tornadoes are just as destructive and ice storms are no less destructive. When in, uh, in, here in southwest Oklahoma where I live, of course we're in Tornado Alley. But almost every year, you can count on the power going out due to excessive ice storms. And for those of you who've never heard of one, an ice storm is no different than a snowstorm, except instead of being snow, it's sleet. And since sleet weighs more than snow, it takes a whole lot less of it to break a tree branch and have it fall on a power line. That happens quite regular. Now, another scenario that we might be preparing for is earthquakes. Here in Okidokiville, we don't get very many earthquakes at all, and the ones we do... We have to find out about on the news because, well, most of us never feel them. Tiny tremors that go unnoticed while you're walking or driving or whatever you're doing. If you're caught up in an earthquake, here's a question for you. Before the earthquake happens, like you folks in California that deal with that on a fairly frequent basis, I assume, do you have a retreat location to go to? Do you have a place to go if there was any kind of a warning, like here in Oklahoma, they try to give a warning system depending upon weather conditions of when a tornado is likely. And I don't know if y'all have that same type of setup for earthquakes or if earthquakes are just absolutely no joke, random. Going about your normal day of life and surprise, earthquake. I don't know. So if such a thing does exist, an early warning system for earthquakes, do you have some place you plan on going? Something that would get you out of harm's way until the threat actually passes. Same thing with wildfires. Now wildfires get started by many different reasons. The one that annoys me the most is the lazy son of a bitch that throws a cigarette butt out the window because he was too much of a cheap bastard to go down to the dollar store and buy an ashtray for 99 cents. Completely pointless. Thousands and thousands of acres get destroyed, homes get destroyed, wildlife is lost, human life 
is lost and all too often you hear on the news about people having to leave their pets behind as they evacuate and pets lives get lost so it's truly tragic over a 99 cent ashtray and of course wildfires start for other reasons just complete dry conditions the conditions are perfectly right for just the strangest thing to set off a wildfire but needless to say some of them can be prevented what about a volcanic eruption for those of you in or around a volcano maybe not one that's you know like mount st helens or mount pinatubo but what if you're in the general vicinity of one or what if you're in direct path because of the prevailing winds do you have a plan in case there actually is an eruption or do you just put it in the back of your mind and go along the assumption that that'll never happen to me i'm not making fun of you i'm asking you do you have a plan Whereas the likelihood that a volcanic eruption just that's just not going to happen like here in southwest oklahoma the idea of a volcano here erupting well nobody would take it serious because we don't have any volcanoes here could one pop up somewhere sure it could the likelihood of it very slim very slim what about tsunamis or flash flooding now i know depending upon geographical terrain how close you are to the ocean or in many cases not the ocean at all just rivers some creeks and streams are prone to flash flooding when flash flooding happens of course you know the rule of thumb don't drive across the water because if the water if the roads washed away underneath it you're not going to know until you're out there swimming in it and by then it's too late you're screwed so flash flooding tsunamis and of course tsunamis with the wild crazy waves that they create the amount of destruction that they do when they hit i've never had to endure a tsunami thank god uh, i've got plenty of flash flooding around here where i live but usually people are smart enough to to stay home and stay on high ground if they can the lower lying areas of town people generally leave in enough time and go to neighbor's house or family's house you know up the hill so to speak so there are things you can do as far as being prepared if you have any form of warning or maybe you're just good at reading the weather in addition to that what about an economic disaster now there's a list of economic disasters that i've put on here and think about each of these this is back to that thing about what are you preparing for including like a recession of course we had a former president once that did his best to make sure that all of america went into a recession and it worked it did and no contrary to your belief popular belief going around it wasn't trump what about an economic collapse and that's not hard to do when you consider how much china has invested in the u.s and how much say they have in when our shipments come and when they arrive or if they decide to ship it at all we're entirely too reliant on foreign goods when america actually was designed to be self-sustained but that's neither here nor there that's our government being stupid in addition to a economic collapse i want you to think about another economic collapse on a lot smaller scale what about your work 
what if your hours get cut in half and you don't have near the paycheck you used to? Well, your way of living is going to change. What you spend your money on is going to become extremely important. What if your hours don't get cut? What if you lose your job altogether? Then what? Preparing for an alien invasion or World War III is not what preppers really do. We prepare for those unforeseen moments of, crap, I didn't see that coming. Thank God I stockpiled some bullets, some band-aids, and some beans. You know, and if you're smart, hopefully you are. Hopefully you put a little bit of money back. When it's possible, try and put some extra money back. It's not all about putting back more food, more ammo, and more medical supplies. Having extra cash on hand for those moments if you do lose your job. That is preparing for your shit-hit-the-fan situation. And I don't know what better way to put it. If you lose your job, basically, the shit has hit the fan for you and your family. So, yes, being prepared for that is very, very important to think about. Here's another disaster for you. I've got a little bit of experience in this. What about a health disaster? What if a family member is diagnosed with cancer or has a stroke? What if there's a death in the family? Long-term illness? Things that you're really never ready for but tend to jump up and bite you in the butt when you're not looking. Now, I said I've got experience in this. My wife, in 2020, was diagnosed with stage 4 cancer and was given six months to live. To the doctor's surprise, she did not agree with that, and she fought. And fought hard. She fought with everything she had. And believe it or not, she is in complete remission. She has actually beat stage 4 breast cancer. I'm very proud of her. It wasn't so much the breast cancer as the fact that it traveled. It got under her stomach, it got under her bones, it got under her skin. And it got to a point where she and I both dreaded going and seeing the doctor. Because every time we went, there was another kick in the teeth. And then one day, she made a turnaround. She put a couple extra pounds on. She started getting a little bit of energy back. The doctor did a rescan on her. They've done several scans since then, and... Thank God she beat cancer. You would have to know my wife to understand. She does not get told what to do. And being told, you get ready to die in six months, didn't work for her. Moral story being, though, health issues can also generate shit-hit-the-fan moments. And a lot of people don't think about that. A lot of people walk around just like I do right now. I feel good. I feel healthy. I feel, you know... Of course, I'm 50 years old, but I don't feel like an 80-year-old man. I still feel healthy. But that doesn't mean the minute I walk out of here to go upload this podcast, I don't just have a massive heart attack and die. We don't know. And there are things you just simply cannot be prepared for until it actually happens and then hope that you've done, done well by putting back and stocking up and being ready. A lot of the stuff that you're going to want to try to prepare for, and this goes back to, you know, some of the natural disasters like the flash flooding and, you know, ice storms, so on, so on, so on. If you are like we are, we are living paycheck to paycheck, and it it truly is. It's, It's down to the point where every penny has to count. Now, by doing this, that means we don't have any money to do anything extra, like 
backstock a few extra food items or backstock a little bit of ammo if you could even find it anymore. Right now, ammo is kind of a unicorn. You hear about it, but you'll hardly ever see it. But if you need to do like I'm about to do, I'm about to start taking on a couple of extra part-time jobs. Now, this will work great because my wife's health has improved to the point where I can leave her alone. I don't have to worry about her like I used to 24-7. Her health is improving greatly, and that affords me a chance to go get some part-time jobs. Something that's flexible for me in case she calls one day and says she's sick. If she calls, then my boss needs to be able to understand that my wife comes first, and the job will be there when I get back, or it won't. Now, that's the people I've talked to and the work I'm doing. The, the people I work with are very, very understanding and extremely flexible, considering they know the situation. But what if you could just pick up an extra shift, and that little bit of extra money was all you needed to kind of help put a few things back? That was the extra money you needed. If you don't want to pick up an extra shift, or maybe it's not feasible to pick up an extra shift in your type of work, say you're an attorney. I know everybody's kind of laughing a little bit. How could an attorney not have enough money to put stuff back? I use that as the example of, I don't know how an attorney would pick up an extra shift, per se. But, I digress. Moving forward, if you could find a part-time job, especially one that you're self-employed in, of course, I've done podcasts on uh, doing your own side hustle, making your own side income your, under your own terms, doing something you would enjoy. If you had something like that going already, I commend you. If you don't, maybe you should think about it. Yeah, nobody wants to work any harder than what they're already doing. I understand. But it's also that preemptive strike on, I'm glad I did because now we have a little extra just in case. And, of course, we all hope and pray nothing ever happens. You, you would be foolish to wish that it did. But we all hope and pray that life is just smooth as butter. And our own lives and history in itself has taught us otherwise. It is important to think ahead. And what if? I mean, you can what if anything to death. But if you what if it enough to give you an edge, that's all you really need to do. Don't roll out trouble that our own government can get us into. Now, I say that very loosely. I am not pointing fingers at any single politician. But if you're like I am, you're completely convinced that the politicians that are supposed to be working for you and representing you, that's how they got elected. They put on the big speech their viewpoints and their ideals and their their basic fundamental principles align with yours to where you think they would make a good representative to represent you. That's how they got elected. Yet they seem to have forgotten that. Now it's about what can I do to control this group of people. Oh, I don't care what they think. I've already been elected. Apparently, they forget that that ballot works two ways. It can get you in. It can get you out. But in the meantime, while they're in, they're going to make as much money as they can for themselves. Not for you. They're not going to share their wealth with you. 
but they're going to be cutting deals along the way. And when they finally leave office, I promise you, they're not going to be worried about their next can of pork and beans. And they're not going to be worried about yours either. That's your problem, not theirs. Of all the things that could possibly go wrong, think about what you're most likely to face in your area. For example, for me here, ice storms and tornadoes. The likelihood of a volcanic eruption or an earthquake? Not so much. So I really don't prepare for volcanic eruptions or earthquakes. We do prepare for tornadoes and ice storms and flash flooding. That's just indicative of this neck of the woods. So make sure that you prepare for what you're more than likely going to endure. And nobody is immune to financial hardship. I don't care what kind of job you have. It could all be gone tomorrow. You could be like me and my wife. Had a little bit of money saved up, getting ready to do something amazing and build a house. Bought some land out in the country. And without warning, sickness, cancer. The money's gone. The land is gone. But you know what? We don't care. I still have her. She still has me. And I think that's a pretty good place to start over with. The land would have been nice. The house we were going to build would have been nice. Sure. But at the end of the day, that land doesn't mean anything to me if she's not there with me. Think about what you got to do. Think about what you can do to make it happen. Thank you for listening. Stay safe. God bless.